The Dragon Princess from the Chinese Fairy Book by Richard Wilhelm. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dragon Princess. In the sea of Dongting, there is a hill, and in that hill there is a hole, and this hole is so deep that it has no bottom. Once a fisherman was passing there who slipped and fell into the hole. He came to a country full of winding ways, which led over hill and dale for several miles. Finally he reached a dragon castle, lying in a great plain. There grew a green slime, which reached to his knees. He went to the gate of the castle. It was guarded by a dragon who spouted water, which dispersed in a fine mist. Within the gate lay a small hornless dragon, who raised his head, showed his claws, and would not let him in. The fisherman spent several days in the cave, satisfying his hunger with the green slime, which he found edible and which tasted like rice mush. At last he found a way out again. He told the district mandarin what had happened to him, and the latter reported the matter to the emperor. The emperor sent for a wise man and questioned him concerning it. The wise man said, there are four paths in this cave. One path leads to the southwest shore of the Sea of Dongting. The second path leads to a valley in the land of the Four Rivers. The third path ends in a cave on the mountain of Laofu, and the fourth in an island of the Eastern Sea. In this cave dwells the seventh daughter of the Dragon King of the Eastern Sea, who guards his pearls and his treasure. It happened once in the ancient days, that a fisher-boy dived into the water and brought up a pearl from beneath the chin of a black dragon. The dragon was asleep, which was the reason the fisher-boy brought the pearl to the surface without being harmed. The treasure which the daughter of the dragon king has in charge is made up of thousands and millions of such jewels. Several thousands of small dragons watch over them in her service. Dragons have the peculiarity of fighting shy of wax but they are fond of beautiful jade stones, and of kongxing, the hollow green wood, and like to eat swallows. If one were to send a messenger with a letter, it would be possible to obtain precious pearls. The emperor was greatly pleased, and announced a large reward for the man who is competent to go to the dragon castle as his messenger. The first man to come forward was named So Pi Luo, but the wise man said, a great-great-great-great-grandfather of yours once slew more than a hundred of the dragons of the Eastern Sea, and was finally himself slain by the dragons. The dragons are the enemies of your family, and you cannot go. Then came a man from Canton, Luo Zicun, with his two brothers, who said that his ancestors had been related to the dragon king. Hence, they were well-liked by the dragons and well-known to them. They begged to be entrusted with the message. The wise man asked, And have you still in your possession the stone which compels the dragons to do your will? Yes, said they, we have brought it along with us. The wise man had them show him the stone. Then he spoke, This stone is only obeyed by the dragons who make clouds and send down the rain. It will not do for the dragons who guard the pearls of the sea king. Then he questioned them further. Have you the dragon brain vapor? When they admitted that they had not, the wise man said, How then will you compel the dragons to yield their treasure? 
And the emperor said, What shall we do? The wise man replied, On the western ocean sail foreign merchants who deal in dragon brain vapor. Someone must go to them and seek it from them. I also know a holy man who is an adept in the art of taming dragons, and who has prepared ten pounds of the dragon stone. Someone should be sent for that as well. The emperor sent out his messengers. They met one of the holy man's disciples and obtained two fragments of dragon stone from him. Said the wise man, This is what we want. Several more months went by, and at last a pill of dragon brain vapor had also been secured. The emperor felt much pleased and had his jewelers carve two little boxes of the finest jade. These were polished with the ashes of the wutong tree, and he had an essence prepared of the very best hollow green wood, pasted with sea fish lime and hardened in the fire. Of this, two vases were made. Then the bodies and the clothing of the messenger were rubbed with tree wax, and they were given five hundred roasted swallows to take along with them. They went into the cave. When they reached the dragon castle, the little dragon who guarded the gate smelled the tree wax, so he crouched down and did them no harm. They gave him a hundred roasted swallows as a bribe to announce them to the daughter of the dragon king. They were admitted to her presence and offered her the jade caskets, the vases, and the four hundred roasted swallows as gifts. The dragon's daughter received them graciously, and they unfolded the emperor's letter. In the castle, there was a dragon who was over a thousand years old. He could turn himself into a human being and could interpret the language of human beings. Through him, the dragon's daughter learned that the emperor was sending her the gifts, and she returned them with a gift of three great pearls, seven smaller pearls, and a whole bushel of ordinary pearls. The messengers took leave, rode off with their pearls on a dragon's back, and in a moment they had reached the banks of the Changjiang. They made their way to Nanjing, the imperial capital, and there handed over their treasure of gems. The emperor was much pleased and showed them to the wise man. He said, Of the three great pearls, one is a divine wishing pearl of the third class, and two are black dragon pearls of medium quality. Of the seven smaller pearls, two are serpent pearls and five are mussel pearls. The remaining pearls are in part sea crane pearls, in part snail and oyster pearls. They do not approach the great pearls in value, and yet few will be found to equal them on earth. The emperor also showed them to all his servants. They, however, thought the wise man's words all talk, and did not believe what he said. Then the wise man said, The radiance of wishing pearls of the first class is visible for forty miles, that of the second class for twenty miles, and that of the third for ten miles. As far as their radiance carries, neither wind nor rain, thunder nor lightning, water fire nor weapons may reach the pearls of the black dragon are nine colored and glow by night within the circle of their light the poison of serpents and worms is powerless the serpent pearls are seven colored the mussel pearls five colored both shine by night those most free from spots are the best they grow within the mussel and increase and decrease in size as the moon waxes and wanes Someone asked how the serpent and sea crane pearls could be told apart, and the wise man answered, The animals themselves recognize them. Then the emperor selected a serpent pearl and a sea crane pearl, 
put them together with the whole bushel of ordinary pearls and pour the law out in the courtyard. Then a large yellow serpent and a black crane were fetched and placed among the pearls. At once the crane took up a sea crane pearl in his bill and began to dance and sing and flutter around. But the serpent snatched at the serpent pearl and wound himself about it in many coils. And when the people saw this, they acknowledged the truth of the wise man's words. As regards the radiance of the larger and smaller pearls, it turned out too, just as the wise man had said. In the dragon castle, the messengers had enjoyed dainty fare, which tasted like flowers, herbs, ointment, and sugar. They had brought a remnant of it with them to the capital, yet exposed to the air, it had become as hard as stone. The emperor commanded that these fragments be preserved in the treasury. Then he bestowed high rank and titles on the three brothers, and made each one of them a present of a thousand rolls of fine silk stuff. He also had investigated why it was that the fishermen, when he chanced upon the cave, had not been destroyed by the dragons, and it turned out that his fishing clothes had been soaked in oil and tree wax. The dragons had dreaded the odor. End of The Dragon Princess from the Chinese Fairy Book by Richard Wilhelm